Hi, welcome to Under the Lights. At Play Recognition, we set out on a daily basis to provide equal recruiting opportunities for thousands of talented student athletes that do not receive the recognition and recruiting opportunities that they deserve. Each episode will bring you conversations with players and coaches and give you an in-depth and behind-the-scenes view of the Canadian athletic recruiting landscape along with tips and tricks on how to get to the next level. My name is Brett Mazev and today Joey interviews Mehdi Abdesman. Mehdi calls in and talks about his football journey, his NCAA career, the NFL Combine, the NFL Draft, his body, and his life after football. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're here at the Player Recognition Podcast with Mehdi Abdesmad. Uh, Mehdi, make sure I'm pronouncing your name properly. Um, yes, yes, you did it right. <laughs> perfect. So this is season two of the podcast, episode two. Um, Brett's not here today. I'll be taking over. Really, Mehdi, we just want to know, tell us about the start of your career. Where did your love of football really begin and mm-hmm. where it brought you today? So um, I start playing sports by uh, starting playing soccer. Um, so uh, my dad, um, you, you know, wanted me to play soccer because he's Tunisian, and <clears throat> as a Tunisian, uh, most of the kids play soccer. So at the age of eight, I started uh, doing that, and uh, then I found out that I didn't like that at all. Uh, every day I was going to practice, and I was crying because I didn't like it. <laughs> But I was still good, but I didn't like doing that. So um, uh, moving forward, I stopped playing. And then at the age of nine, I was walking outside and I saw kids uh, playing football. And there was like, um, <clears throat> there was a paper that was saying, uh, if you want to try playing football, just uh, come and try out. So uh, I went back to my to my mother and I asked her for money because my dad uh, uh, didn't want to hear about football. So I asked my mom about, uh, you know, that I wanted to try playing football. And mm-hmm. she passed me the money, went, uh, went out and tried out. And um, then from, the, from, from, from there, I really uh, loved playing football. So I started uh, playing for the, for the Patriot de Vimont. Um, they are not there anymore. Um, but then uh, I moved up playing for Les Loups de Polygenes and then uh, Les Loups de Curé Antoine Labelle. Um, and then after that, I decided to go right away for the uh, Sparta du Montréal. Montreal. And to cut uh, you off one second, um, yes, so that transition from high school, I, I like asking this question, I'm just curious. Um, mm-hmm. Was that recruitment process something pretty big for you at the time, or was it really you knew where you're going? So for me, um, well, that's what really shot shot me nowadays because I I train a lot of kids, and uh, uh, when they're done with high school, they're all like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting recruited. I have this camp, all of that." Uh, uh, they text with coach and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it started to get crazy with it's, all it's that, different now, huh? like especially yeah, with uh, with that group of age. Uh, but at my time, when I was uh, playing for Lilou, um one of my uh, well, my sister had a had a best friend, and her boyfriend was uh, Peter Garrière. Okay. Um, and he used to play uh, for uh, for Le Loup too, and then he went on to play for the uh, Sparta du Montréal, and I was looking up to him because he was a he was a beast. 
and uh, and at that time le vieux montreal and still is was was really, like really really big so i was like as soon as i was done playing football for ledou i was like i'm going to vieux montreal and i didn't even try like one practice i committed right, right away i uh, i remember i talked with uh, claude Gino and i told him yeah i'm coming right now because uh that was the spot that i wanted to go because it was it was the best team and in my mindset if you want to be the best you gotta go and compete with the best of even course. though you're not gonna play for maybe a year or two so uh that's the choice that i made and i went there and um it was uh it was uh obviously the right choice and did you start right away when you got there um so in 2008 i went there and uh, i didn't start right away but i was uh but i was playing okay i was playing i had a good year for uh, for a first year i was uh i know that you know miles gibbon so i played against mm -hmm. miles gibbon and uh, uh but uh that year i had i think five sacks so <laughs> it was a it was a good first year yes. yeah for sure i mean like you, just, like you hit the nail on the coffin i think for an athlete who's looking to go to the next level um, it's important to go play with the best. I mean, look, I wasn't, yeah. I personally, I wasn't someone who I knew coming into CJP wasn't heavily recruited or anything, mm -hmm. but I always had that mentality, which, which was play for Vanny because it was one of the best teams. It's just, just the yeah, mindset sure. that you, that I think every athlete needs to look at. Um, I think nowadays a lot of kids are looking at who really talks, which coach talks to them the most, the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I feel is a bit of a flaw. Um, yeah, and then after that, or they want to play right away too. Because yeah, uh, exactly. Well, there there is two ways of see, of like seeing. It. Yeah, for sure. And like the, the the way that I see it is if if you are like a like a really good player, a great player, and <clears throat> that and that you want to go play for let's say like a lesser team just because you want to play right away. I don't think personally that is the right mindset. No. If you're a good player, you want you want to go compete with the best. Mm -hmm. And if if you're a lesser player, then yeah, you can go for like a lesser team and then make your way up. Yeah, I mean, look, but, there's, uh, there's there's both ways of looking at it. As you're saying, um, you, you yeah. the the decision could be right and wrong. Um, yeah, it really depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, for you after after CJEP, so were you heavily recruited to multiple universities, or was Boston College really the only one? No. So how that it worked? Um, after my second year, uh, well, my goal was always to play uh, to the states because, uh, like I said, I wanted to always play with the best team and all that. So mm -hmm. uh, after my second year, I was um, I was. I wanted to find a way to get down there. So one of the coach, well, one coach that really helped me out was a uh, coach uh, uh, Spy. Uh, he was at mm -hmm. uh, the University of uh, Montreal at that time. And uh, he told me uh, that he wanted to uh, help me out to get down there. So I was like, okay, but let's do that. So uh, we, I made a highlight tape after my second year and we sent it to school. And my first offer was from uh, Better. So uh, at my second year, I got an offer from there, and I had the and I had the chance to go there. But uh, when I made my visit, I was like, man, that's really far. And just to go back, uh, my dad passed away when I was 16 when I was playing for Lelou. <clears throat> so for me, I was very like a, like a big family guy. So mm -hmm. I wanted to stay close to my mother and my two sisters. 
So moving out to Waco, I was like, oh, that's that's far because I will not see them for like a whole year. Yeah, six months at a time minimum. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to come back for a third year and see how, how it goes. So I came back for a third year and that's when I, uh, I had like the best the best season and I had like 15 sack which is the which is the sack record in the, in the, in the college since then and uh, that's when all the all my all my offers came so I was uh, getting offers from uh, BC Yukon uh, Rutgers uh, was talking to me at that time I was talking with uh, LSU Oregon wanted to me to come uh, at their camp um uh, so yeah, so there was a bunch of team, but the thing with me is that I never did camp, so I just sent my tapes. So um, so when I had my visit to uh, BC, uh, I found that you know that was the right place for me because it was, that was close to home, and it was a great football team that was playing in the in like the best conference, one of the best. Uh, well, we're gonna find out uh, Monday which one is the best because we got uh, Clemson, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna see if uh, the ACC is still on top. Um, so I was like, okay, well, that's the right choice for me because uh, yes, my goal was to play f- like far in uh, football, but I wanted to gra- to like graduate with a nice uh, diploma. Yeah. So Boston College, yeah, because we don't know when when our when our career is gonna be done. Exactly. So, so what I did, uh, I went there in uh, 2011. Uh, I didn't know how to speak English, not a not a single word. It was really tough. Oh really? Oh yeah, that was that was hard. Okay, so this is all learned in the past. I'd say like what six years, seven years. That was what? Oh yeah. Well. I really learned um, talking English by 2012. I was good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it took me like a year. Oh, it's um, still very good though. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the first year was tough. Um, How was I, the classes? I, I remember. Uh, well, the classes were fine because I had, um, well, we have a lot of help there. And uh, since uh, that was not my first language, what they did, uh, they... Basically, they were paying like one of the students to take notes for me uh, in the first uh, year just to make sure that uh, I have all the right stuff. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so uh, football-wise, it was tough too because I used to play, like, I used to be one of the best when I was at uh, Vieux. Mm-hmm. And then I went there and I was getting knocked off by, like, backups and all that. I was like, damn. But um, so so you know uh, that's how uh, I got better, um, and then at my second year I was uh, becoming a st- uh, I was becoming a a starter, and um, at my third year I was uh, I wasn't one of the top guys because I was having a breakout se- season in the league, and uh, at my third game or fourth game against uh, FSU. Uh, I was having a big game. I was sacking Jimmy's Winston, and then I had uh, I, I had a cheap shot, and I tore my uh, patella tendon. Oh wow! So uh, that was a big shot. I Did, was you never got you never for... got surgery for that, correct? Oh hell yeah! I yeah? had too. Okay. Yeah, because when you tore it, well, that's basically um, that's the tendon that connect your 
tibia to your yeah, yeah. Uh, no because i've heard of a lot of people patella. i guess less active athletes i'm sure in college it's different but i've heard a lot of people that don't get surgery on that and just stop playing sports well, i guess if you don't get a surgery you cannot move your leg no more because okay. i had a complete patella rupture oh, okay okay so so yeah so there was no way that i well there's no way that someone can have a surgery on that because okay. uh well he's just gonna be a one-leg guy okay, okay but um so yeah so i was out for a year and then um i was blessed to have a great he head coach that you know already found me the best doctor i was having the past doctor at that time and um when i tried to come back for uh in uh, 2014 my knee was not feeling right, so I asked uh, to get my knee checked out one more time, and they proposed to have a second surgery just to clear up uh, oh, wow. all the stuff, all the scar tissue that I had built up. So did you so lose I a had year? A second surgery. Yeah, or so you... I basically lost two years. So okay, 2013 to... and 14. You... Just to clarify, are you allowed to medical redshirt that year? Or not? Yes. Okay, that's what you did? Well, yeah, so like uh, in 2013, I had the medical redshirt. And in 2014, I didn't use it uh, because um, it's rare that you can use two. But yeah. I could have still used it, but I didn't want to play six years because uh, yeah. I was a guy from Montreal. So I was uh, already older. Mm -hmm. So by going pro, uh, well, it's not... It's not uh, tempting for a team to draft yeah. a guy that yeah. is 28. So um, in 2015, I came back, had a great year, a great comeback. I was in the all-star teams. Um, I had uh, complete my uh, my uh, my degree in uh, finance. Uh, okay, I gotta stop you for one second. There's a video you posted, by the way, your Instagram page. It's very tra transparent. I like I know all. It helps to know a lot <laughs> about you because of your Instagram page. Um, yeah, you posted a video, uh, Jalen Ramsey interviewing you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was at the ACC um, Media Day. Uh, basically, all the teams sent two of their players to represent their team, and uh, so we were all there. Um, okay. Well, all the all the players were there. So I know. Um, well, the running back from uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, John uh, Connor, Connor uh, James, uh, James, James Connor, James Connor was there. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson was there, I think. Uh, so a bunch of big players was there. But uh, yeah, Jalen was a cool guy. He likes to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I was just watching that video. I was like, what is this event? That's why I was always curious to have this interview, just to ask you what that event was. I didn't know. Yeah, so uh, okay. that was the media day. All the TVs were there. All the radio were there. And we were uh, getting ready for the season. Oh, that's a nice experience. Yeah, that was pretty cool um so yeah so i came back had a great year and then uh, from there i was uh i was invited to the uh, nfl combine yeah. and uh that's uh that's how it went out and uh then i got picked up by the titans and, did you uh, so like did you have an idea like that they were gonna draft you undrafted that they're gonna pick you up undrafted were they talking to you yes, like after so the combine so what happened, I was supposed to be a mid-round guy. And uh, when I went to the uh, combine, so basically, so like people really don't know how it goes there. So you're basically out there for like three, three days. Mm -hmm. And then uh, during those three days, uh, you having everybody check you out. So 
and you don't have no sleep, uh, nothing. So basically, uh, first day you are going through every X-rays, MRIs of your whole body. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They check you everything, everything, everything. So they check you out, and then after that, um, you stay up till one in the morning or two because you are talking with teams. And then after that, they wake you up at 4.30 to uh, take a drug test. And then you go on your second day and you start uh, with all the, all the bench press. And uh, you, uh, you are getting, again, checked out by all the medical team. And uh, the big thing for me was my knee because I missed out two years. So there was, there was really like I was on tables. They were torquing my knees in every direction to make sure that my knee was fine and all that stuff. And uh, then, uh, yeah, so then you get your bench press and then they take all the measurement of your body. And on the third day, uh, you do all your tests when you're, when you're done and you're uh, tired. <laughs> So um, basically what happened is that the, because uh, when I was with the Titans, I spoke with my uh, D-line coach. And uh, so, yeah, so he told me, yeah, well, when you went to the combine, they put you on a red flag because because of your knee. So that's why teams, they want to risk you and uh, take, a, take a draft pick on me because they didn't want to risk uh, that you are, that you will be getting hurt one more time to your, to your left knee. Okay. So uh, that's how I fell off the draft, and uh, and then uh, and then I had the choice to getting uh, to go with a few teams. Um, my top three teams at that time were Titans, Ravens, and uh, Vikings. Those and, were the three teams. And growing up, what was your favorite team? Grow, growing up was the Giants, okay. but uh, with time it uh, it changed. Uh, but I never really had a had a team that I wanted to go and say, "Oh yeah, I wanna I wanna play for that team." I don't think it's. A, I wanted to play uh, somewhere somewhere hot okay. because I was always up there here now with the snow and all mm -hmm. that. So I was like, I want to move away from that <laughs> just for like a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, Nashville? So Nashville was cool. It was pretty pretty hot. Um, but it was a it was a nice town. Uh, there was nice nice uh, nice uh, people there. Nice. Really really cool. Yeah. So then they put you on the red flag and then they picked you up unrestricted, uh, undrafted. Yeah. So they uh, picked me up. I went there. Um, so I was in the pre I was in the pre season camp, and then from there, <clears throat> from there, uh, I had a great camp. And at the end of, uh, you know, on the, on the last day, it's like the Black Monday, they cut all the guys. They go from 90 to, uh, 50. to uh, 53. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, How stressful so they was that day? I don't know, that was stressful. All the guys were there. Well, the like the third game, on the third game, you start to see guys packing up their stuff. But uh, after the fourth game, that's where they cut like most of the guy. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so uh, we were all in the building, and then the coach up, said, okay, uh, Mary, this guy going to come up. So we went up the stairs, and they said, okay, Mary, you take a right, you guys take a left. 
So I was in the GM office and then they called me up and there was a head coach and uh, the GM and it was like, you know, I'm ready. Uh, it's a really hard day for us because we are, we are, we are going to cut uh, a lot of guys that are, that are good football players and they might not play football again in their life. But uh, we want to tell you that it's not you. So I was pumped. I was like, oh, damn, let's go. I made the team, all that. And then the then the next day I get a phone call uh, telling me to uh, bring back my playbook. So I was like, oh, what? okay, that changed quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went and talked again to the to like uh, my GM, and he was like, yeah. So yesterday, uh, you know, we cut it guys, and and there were teams that cut their guy, and there was a player that we like. He's uh, tight end and. Uh, uh, it ended up that uh, you are the guy at the bottom of the roster, so we need to let you go, but we want you on our uh, on our practice squad. Okay. So I was like, okay, a cool. bit. Yeah. So uh, I was like, okay, perfect. So um, so just to let you know, you know how it goes, because since I was not uh, a drafted guy, I didn't have no big signing bonus. So for them, if you don't have no guaranteed money, it's it's not gonna hurt them to to like let you go, you know. Oh yeah. So that like, let's nice. say I was in the D line me- meeting and we're watching practice, and I love my uh, my uh, my uh, D line coach because he kept it real and he told uh, to one of the draft uh, draft guy. He said the only reason why the why the guys are behind you are not playing is because you are having a big signing bonus. But in four years, you will get cut. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> because in four years, he's not going to come. But that just show you how the business is. Because a lot of the undrafted player guys are good. Oh, but course. they don't make the team just because the drafted guy have the have all the money. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, so basically, to, I was the whole... Yeah. Just to add on that. I mean, I was, uh, I was wondering, like, when you got to... Well, at least when you got signed or picked up, who was like your mentor um, getting into the arriving in Tennessee? Was it the coach? Was it a, a another player? Uh, I really looked up to uh, Gerald Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, one of the players that that I was really close with because, uh, well, he was the he was one of the leader of the team, and uh, um, he was a pretty damn good football player. So I really always was looking at how he was playing, and uh, he was ta- and he was talking to me about you know. Uh, little tricks on the field, uh, how to walk around in the building, all that stuff. Oh, you really, and, uh, you really so cool. yeah, so he was he was one of my guy. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, very really cool dude. Yeah, no, continue. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. So yes, yeah, so I was uh, on the practice squad for the whole year. I was winning the practice squad of the week almost every week. And you know, coaches were telling me, you know, it's a tough business, but your time gonna come. You know, so uh, um, so the third to the last game, uh, I got promoted uh, to the team. So um, I finished the se- I finished the season playing on the on the fifty three, and then from there off season, and then um, same thing happened. I was uh, having a good camp on my second year, and then uh, I kind of hurt my knee, my uh, my uh, my right knee. And uh, the team letting me go because they thought I was that might be bad. So they let me go as being supposedly healthy, 
just so they didn't want to pay me. <laughs> so I was released. Um, so uh, I went to see my doctor, spoke with my agent, and they were like, yeah, we can get money. Um, because teams always do that. They're going to release you, say that you're not hurt, so they don't pay you. And then from there, you're just going to uh, file some paper and you will get some money. Yeah. But they say if we do that, um, then team's gonna know that uh, you hurt your right knee, and then that might be bad for you because you will have like a, a left knee that was hurt in the past and a right knee that uh, you got hurt uh, playing the Panthers. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I did some uh, rehab real quick, and then the Buccaneers call me and say we want you for uh, the last game. So I was like, okay, but it's, uh, you know, it's my last chance uh, for this uh, preseason. So I went there. I learned their playbook in a few days. <laughs> um, and then uh, on the last game, well, most of the people saw, saw it, but I was balling out. I was, uh, I was the defensive player with, uh, I think, the best game. And uh, I remember Gerald McCoy, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, they were all coming to me and say, you will, make, uh, you will make that team. And even me, I was like, if I'm not making the team, I'm going to be on the practice squad, like for sure. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a guy coming just for, two, for just for two days and playing like that, there is no way that you cannot give him a shot. So uh, the next day I, I got the phone call telling me that, you know, uh, they wanted to keep the uh, they wanted to keep the vets, wow. so I was like okay. But so I came back home, and then for uh, for like a couple of weeks, I was just you know waiting for calls. There were a team call, calling me that was telling me that was on the short list. So you know the short list is the players that they have on their board mm -hmm. that in case a guy get hurt or a guy play bad, they will call you. Was that a tough time for you? Uh like just being at home, stuck thinking if you're going to play football again or not? Well, you know, it's time because uh, it's tough because you always thinking about, you know, when is going to be your next shot of that, especially when you know that you can play because you watch games and you know, and you watch all the roster and you know, you know, this guy is not better than you and all that. Mm. So that was tough, but, uh, you know, I had a degree and I was like, okay, I'm just going to start working while I'm gonna work out, so if a team call me, I'm gonna go. So I start working for Ubisoft, um, mm -hmm. uh, and then what was your uh, degree in? Just to for everyone to know. So I had a degree in finance and a master in uh, management. Okay. So what did you do exactly for Ubisoft? So I started. I was uh, working as a recruiting coordinator at first. And uh, then they uh, changed me. I uh, went on to the production, and uh, I was a production coordinator and a project manager. Okay. So that was the so that was the job that, that I did there. And uh, after the season, then the Giants called me, and uh, they told me that they wanted me to come to their camp. Uh, camp. And uh, that's when I I said no. So, um, you know, I already decided I was done playing football, even though I didn't, I didn't say it pub, uh, pu publicly. So I was like, uh, so when my uh, agent talked to me, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. He said, are you sure? Because that might be your last chance. I said, yeah, I'm done playing football. I just want to so, uh, clarify to all the, the listeners. I mean, um, I was yeah. speaking to Medzi before. 
um, this is something I really respect about him because most people would be like, why would you give up on a chance like that? But I'd I really want you to emphasize, Medzi, on explaining w your decision to stop playing football because I, I think it's a great decision, especially for yeah. your reasoning. Um, a lot of people don't know, but a lot of players in his situation end up being journeymen, uh, NFL journeymen, which is someone who just ends up being stuck going team to team, never getting the right uh, spot. Um, so Medzi was somewhat ending up having to have that situation. So go ahead, yeah. Mitzi, explain why. Yeah, so I had um, I had mixed comments. I had people like you that, that were saying, you, you know, that I respect you for that. And there were people saying, man, why you stop playing football? You still got the skills, all that. You're still young. Um, so when I stopped playing, I was, I was 20, 27. And uh, basically, when I was... Uh, cut by the Bucks, and then the Giants called me. I was like, you know, I'm 27 now. I know a lot of guys that just go from uh, camp to camp. Like when I was with the Titans, there was a guy that was, I think he was 30, and he told me I made 12 teams. And in my mind, I said, I will never do that. Like the thing that people don't understand about me is um, that I, I never played football uh, because of money. When I started playing football at nine years old, I didn't even know that a uh, football player could make money. You know? <laughs> so uh, I was playing for the love of the game. And um, while while I'm playing on my last year in uh, 2000, I think 17, I was I was I, I was pretty hurt. You know, uh, after uh, almost. 18 years of football and basically when I was at BC after two surgery my body started to hurt really bad and if every time that I was going on the field I was in pain and people don't know it but like in the locker room like everybody is is like uh, putting some painkiller lotion on their body before practice taking like uh, 30 minutes to an hour to just warm up to get on the field so it just takes away the joy of, of the game. Mm -hmm. But there are people that still like like it for me. Oh, for sure. That thing, that thing they didn't really interest me to just, um, you know, constantly playing in pain. Um, and then uh, from there, I was like, okay, even though I can still do it, I'm not going to go and be like a chair for a team that's just going to fill up their roster for with like 90 guys. And then after that, getting cut and lose another six months of my life while I could have done something else mm -hmm. because I, I had, uh, you know, plans. So, you know, I was like, um, I'm not going to do that. I rather, um, you know, share my passion with kids now, which I do now. So I rather build something up uh, for that. Then uh, just going from team to team just to get a few bucks because yeah hell yeah you can go from team to team and getting a paycheck every time that you go there, but that's not my values so mm -hmm. um, that's why that's why I decided to stop. Um, was teaching kids always something you looked at look forward to? At, even let's say you had a, a ten year career in the NFL was that something always you wanted to come back to or was oh, that yeah. just an opportunity that that arise once you stop playing football? No, 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 always because since I was in uh, at the at the Boston College, I had I had kids that was always uh, talking to me on uh, Facebook and you know DMs, mm -hmm. and I was uh, I was the type of guys that was always taking my time to you know answer them. 
because you know if if you can change just one kid's life you know that's that's what i want to do i just if i can help just one kid uh, well that's gonna make my time great you know so uh, uh i knew that when i was going to be done playing football i was going to go in that path that's good no because you what you need to realize is i mean as a kid growing up you see kid, people like you go play into the play it's like you're showing younger generations that it's possible and yeah exactly. and the fact that you're answering kids really shows like i don't know it's a it's you become a mentor to them and that's really cool yeah yeah and you know uh, when i when i came back uh you know i start to you know um you know giving a pri- private class and group and group class to uh to like uh all my uh football players and all the comments that I receive from like parents and you know kids too is like, not just like you are making me a better football player, but you, you know you are changing my kid's life. Mm-hmm. And just by the way that they act now in like in school and their everyday life, um, and that's something that I really love doing. It's just like having an impact on kids that uh, are you know 13 to like 21. And uh, knowing that you can change your life, it's it's something great because it's not everybody that have a chance to um, look up to someone. So, uh, especially so, yeah. in Canada, it's not easy. Um, actually, yeah, exactly. on that topic, I want to know from you: what do you know about player recognition? What do you know? Like, what's well, our mission? Do you have? Would you happen to know it? I look it up a little bit. Uh, I know that you guys do uh, do a lot of uh, combine. Uh, you are trying to get uh, Canadians on the map too, so uh, that's uh, that's something that that is really cool and that uh, players need because uh, up north we don't have that. Yeah. So just to explain a bit further, um, what we're doing is we're, we're it's actually just been it just got finished being built. We built a software yeah. where it's free for players. Um, they get verified stats at our combines or other events that we are attending. Mm-hmm. Those stats go on a, on a, on a, on a profile with their highlight tape. And at some point with their grades, um, and then the coaches who buy our software are going to be able to recruit them directly from our, our website. So that's really what okay, it's, great, it's yeah. to help facilitate not only, um, you sports recruiting, but also NCAA. Cause obviously the dream yeah. for kids is NCAA. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. So we ought to, we ought to, kids need to understand that youth sports is um, the first things first. Yeah. So yeah, that's really what we're doing. Um, um, and uh, that's great. And, you know, uh, giving the chance to uh, for kids to, you know, have this uh, platform. It's uh, really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, look. Uh, for, that's for, for sure. You? Especially for players that are not heavily recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, something that they need. Well, you did really the old uh, old mentality way, and I'm so happy it worked out for you, which is sending out your highlight tape because that's really the only, like, one of the best ways to get yourself into, into the NCAA if there's no one actually checking your team. Yeah. Um, a lot of kids don't realize is where you go to CJEP actually very important, not only because um, if you want to win or not, but what connections your coach has with the NCAA. So, like, for Vanier, oh, yeah, for, for, sure. Vanier, for a viewer, they have a lot of connections to the NCAA, which helps a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the smaller teams in Division Two or One don't usually have those right, connections. Exactly. So, we're just that, that's yeah. the whole point of player recognition. We're just trying to help kids that even if they're not in the right place, if their talent mm-hmm. is there, uh, their recruitment should be there also. 
No, yeah, for sure. And that's something that I do with, uh, you know, all the guys that I train too. Because I had uh, I have a lot of uh, contacts down south. So, you know, I just uh, take their highlight tape and I send them directly to them because uh, it's a great way to, you know, get seen right away when you can just send a tape to like mm-hmm. a D-line coach, a linebacker coach, a DC head coach. So, yeah, because uh, we have the talent. It just, it's hard to find it, which is the only Oh, talent. no, yeah, we definitely have the talent. Like, uh, I played down south. I saw... Oh, you know, they have a. There's more and more. They have a lot of great players, but we have players here that can mm-hmm. play there too. That's that's for sure. Okay, now there's a question. This is really me. I've always been just a curiosity as just a, a kid that's just been a diehard football fan and playing yeah. football my whole life. Um, every like I played at Vanya. There's a brotherhood. Like I still talk to these players. Um, we're still friends. We hang out outside. We ha- we hung out after practice. What was that like when you got to NCAA and then especially when you got to the NFL? Uh, just one more time, please. What was that brotherhood like? Like, did you got when you got oh, to the yeah. NFL, like Jarrell Casey, um, did you guys hang out after work? Uh, well, after, it's, it's work. Yeah. After work, like, what was that relationship? I know now you're a grown-up, so a lot of them have kids and have to other responsibilities. What yeah, so, uh, so in college, the brotherhood was really big um, because uh, you're basically living on a campus and you're always with your with your teammates every day. Like uh, you're in a dorm and you're sharing a, a room with one teammate. And like uh, in my dorm, uh, for the most of my years, we were eight uh, per dorm. Okay. So uh, when you go to the dining hall, you're with them, you're going to class with them, you're going to practice with them. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a really good time. And yeah, I, I think that was the, probably the best, best time of, of my football career was uh, playing, uh, NCAA just for that, just because you were, you were having all that brotherhood, um, uh, going to pro the brotherhood is not as, as there because, you know, like you said, uh, guys have wife, they have kids. Uh, it's more it's more like a job so you yes you will chill in the locker room and you know sometimes um sometimes during the weekend we're going out uh, like with all the defensive linemen and all the linebackers we're going out to see a show like something like that mm-hmm. but during the week during the week there was nothing you were going to practice and then you were just going home okay so um it, it was not as maybe in different team it's it's different but i think personally that uh, since that uh, you are you are pro and you're older um you're having other things to do than to just chill with all your teammates uh, every day yeah yeah okay um i also one other thing i want to touch on um you became vegan correct Yes, yes, what I did. What <laughs> made you make that switch? And I have a couple questions in regards to that. Uh, yeah, so um, I had uh, tendonitis in my in my knees, and um, I was finding a way. I, I did all the rehab and all of that, and uh, that was when I was well. I had tendonitis since I was at Vieux Montréal, really bad. So, uh, but it started to get really worse uh, when I went to the pro, and I was always a guy. You know, I got to use uh, to eat a lot of meat. So I was trying to make research on how to stop that, how to heal that. And I saw that a lot of athletes around the world 
actually um, start uh, being vegan and it uh, changed your life. So just one night like that, I remember I was in my uh, I was in my room and I went in the kitchen and I threw everything out. And the next day I went to Whole Food and I bought all vegan food. And um, wow. I did that for a few months and it stopped. No, I stopped right away. I said, I need to try it and give it a shot. And you never went back? And uh, so what I did, so I did that for two months and it worked. My knee were feeling way better. And then I, at that time I talked with uh, Derek Morgan and he was like, uh, yeah, man, bro, I'm being uh, 10 days too. You know, I started doing that and my body felt great. And that's when all the Titans players start to jump in and Derek Morgan. Morgan's wife started to cook us food um, <laughs> that was vegan. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun because uh, like 12 players to like 15 players on the team were all doing that. And um, then when I went back home during the summer, I was like, oh, uh, let me I try out some shrimps. So I so I tried out some shrimps and uh, <laughs> and then the next day my knee hurt back so oh, wow. like either it's mentally or or uh or is the shrimp so i was like you know what i just gotta stop doing it even though it might be mentally i'm just gonna uh stop stop doing it and see uh and see how my body feels during during the year but yeah so then from there for two years i was a vegan and then um when i came back and stopped playing football I I start uh, you know adding back some eggs, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of um, of uh, seafood, and uh, and then yeah. So now I'm more plant based. I will call myself plant based because I don't eat meat. Sometimes some dairy products and sometimes some seafood. Okay, so pescatarian, I would say. Yeah, but very little. Yeah, but but mostly plants. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm asking that because again, I've been following you for, I think it's been two years on Instagram. Um, yeah. and I actually screenshot a lot of the shit you post on your stories, such as like, I still remember you posted one about all the benefits of each nut. Um, like how much protein, how much fat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just something that like, cause for me, if I were to ever do it, cause I've, I've considered it, but I mean, I'm just a foodie person, but if I were to do it, it just, how, what's like the. I just don't know how I would replace it completely and stay diverse at the same time. Is that something you see as being hard? At first, it's hard because you're you're used to uh, always having uh, you know meat, dairy. Like if you look at someone that eats during a during the day, like a no, like a normal person, we eat animal product during the whole day, mm-hmm. and that that's the thing that I don't think that it's healthy is like uh, in the morning you drink milk and then you eat cheese and then uh, you have your yogurt and then you have, uh, you have your, you have your eggs, you have your, you have your chicken. Like during the whole day we do that. I think that it's not healthy. So what I would recommend that first, if uh, you want to make some change in your life, is just start by having, let's say one meal during the day that you don't have no, animal product in it and start by doing that and then from there um you do two and then you do a day without it so but the thing is that you need to look up online just some kind of recipes because Mm -hmm. then you're gonna get bored to like always eat the same thing but there are so many things that you can eat you can eat beans you can eat lentils you can eat 
uh, tofu, tempeh, you can eat uh, all type of grains, nuts. Um, so there is a lot of uh, diversity of food, but you just need to, you know, uh, be creative a little bit. Basically, you just need to replace your meat with that plant and then that's it. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I started doing with black beans. I'm testing it out. It's again. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, you have I'm, burritos, tacos uh, that you can do. I, you know, yeah, you have uh, couscous, you know, have, uh, as a Tunisian, I eat a lot of that. Uh, you got like, just like your pasta, you got uh, black beans pasta, you got uh, chickpeas pasta pasta oh, wow. and are fully loaded with uh, protein so well i know like you were talking about we were talking about before the podcast i mean i think it's good for a lot of athletes especially football players should watch this more and more players are becoming plant-based um the, yeah. plot, the 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 movie game changers which we yeah. were talking about before your your teammate Derek morgan was on it mm-hmm. um yeah just more and more athletes are becoming plant-based there's a lot of benefits to it and I think it's just oh, a matter yeah, of sure. trying it out and see how your body reacts. And most, I think most people, once they commit to it at least two months, they'll see the benefits. Oh, yeah. Um, before ending the podcast, uh, we do like asking a couple bonus questions that fans have asked us to ask you. Okay. Um, tell us a funny locker room story, whether it's CJEP, uh, university, or even an NFL, or even a rookie story. Funny locker room stories. Um, I'm trying to think a little bit. Well, at View Montreal, I think all the fu- all the funniest thing was always the two minutes that we were doing. So when a guy was uh, getting pissed off at someone, we're just uh, calling him out, and they need to like oh, wrestle wow. in, Some the, in don't like change. the middle. <laughs> we had no, we had yeah. that going on too at Vanier, <laughs> and that <laughs> so was ten years after you. That. That's amazing. But in Vue Montréal, the thing, I, I think one one thing that people don't know is that our locker room were, uh, how you call that? You know, the like the camp car? Uh, the thing, c'est uh, des roulottes. I don't know how to okay. call it in uh, uh, English. Um, trailers. Yeah, trailers. So our locker room were trailers. So <laughs> we had the, the worst locker room, I think, in the country. <laughs> um like really like after a week it was smelling so oh, I bad I can imagine. we like uh, we were having plastic chairs and uh it was terrible but our two minutes were in that so um those are some of the greatest moments and scariest we've had we've had some bad like those are risky things if coaches when the coaches find out they're not happy uh um next you said question one of the greatest. no that yeah. was Next question okay, okay. is... I thought you were asking me a question about something. All no, right. no, no. <laughs> um, question. Yeah. Who... Because I saw you sack both of them. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, correct? Yes. Who's better? Who's better? Well, they're not playing the same position. <laughs> no, Desha- Lamar uh, Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Okay, Deshaun Watson. I thought you said Deshaun Jackson. No, no, no. Deshaun Watson, um, sorry. Deshaun Watson and uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm having always a debate with uh, people, especially the guys that I train. Um, I would say personally, right now, Lamar Jackson is better. But it's when better. you and when you played against them, and when I played against them, because uh, yeah, I played against them both. I sacked them both. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson was having a better team, so he so he had a 
better career, I would say, at uh, Clemson. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Lamar Jackson is really electric. You know, when he runs that ball, he, he's fast and he makes people miss. I think we see it this year a lot. Um, but at that time in college, Deshaun Watson was better. Okay. And who's yeah. winning this week? Ravens or Titans? Uh, a lot of people say Ravens, but, you know, I think the Titans can shock them because uh, they did not have a bye week. Sometimes a bye week can bite you off uh, because you're having basically like two weeks without playing a real team. You're just playing each other. And at that time of the year, you're not really banging. And um, the Titans are built, uh, I think, for the playoff, you know, running the ball with uh, Derek Henry. So, um, well, Tannehill had 76 a... yards passing last week and it was all running. So, like you're saying, it's good defense uh, and running the football. Yeah, so I think uh, I'm going to go against the odds and say Titans. Nice. Well, Medzi, <laughs> thanks a lot for uh, taking the time today. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Um, give a different perspective yeah. to all the kids that are going to listen to this podcast. Basically, what we're doing is yeah, we're trying sure. to educate young players. Uh, Brett's really good at emphasizing their rec- recruitment. I really want to get uh, a player that went all the way to the pros and uh, a dreamman. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate you enlightening us, uh, even about being um, plant-based, all these things. So thanks a lot, and uh, I'd love to have you on again at some point in the near future. Yeah, um, for sure, man. Good luck. Uh, pl- I'd like you to plug what you're doing right now. I know you're you're running a gym. Yeah, uh, so uh, what I'm doing right now, I'm running a Athlete Academy. It's called uh, Next Generation Athlete. And uh, basically, we are training uh, ge- uh, um, players uh, all year long, uh, all type of players. So we're having football players, soccer players, hockey players, basketball, really, all type of uh, okay. athletes. And we are following him, them during during the whole year. And uh, right now we are at uh, Collège Le Tendre. Uh, our new gym is there. So uh, we're having, uh, I think, uh, one of the best facilities in, uh, in, uh, in uh, the province. So, um, I mean, it's going to be really big and the players love it. So uh, I'm looking forward to having uh, more of the guys and just, you know, changing their life. Well, that's great to hear. I'm honestly... Uh... It's nice to see that your decision to not go continue in the NFL really turned around really quick and you're doing a lot of stuff with your life. So Thank congrats you. And I'll, I'll try to stop by at some point. I know it's in Laval, correct? Yeah, for sure. It's at the Station Montmorency right across the street, okay. right there. Perfect. So I'll uh, hit you up and I'll try to stop by. I'd like to come meet you in person. Um, anyways, so uh, yep. have a good rest of the day and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Joy. To join the next wave of recruiting, visit us at www.playrecognition.com. Player Recognition is an online athletic recruiting platform geared towards providing Canadian student-athletes with more recruiting opportunities using our verified profile and statistics system. Our verified profile-based platform gives coaches all the relevant information needed during the recruiting process. I'm Brad Mazev, co-founder of Player Recognition. Thank you for listening. Share this episode to a teammate that needs to hear it, and we'll see you next time on Under the Lights.